Welcome everyone to the Roman Show for the week of May 3rd. That's right, we're just a, actually a couple of days from Cinco de Mayo, uh, but of course it's not going to be the same with this whole pandemic and quarantine and COVID-19 and coronavirus and everything else, but hey, we'll talk about that later here on the program, but this week we welcome Alan Angels. He competed against Kenny Omega and Lance Archer. This young guy is trying to make a name for himself and he sure stepped up to the plate when he had an opportunity to show off his skills at a recent AEW Dynamite. This and a whole lot more coming up next on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go fly. Econ, we're go fly. GNC, we're going. Don't you go. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thanks everyone for uh, tuning in here on the program. Um, make sure you follow us on our socials, The Roman Show on Twitter. Roman Show Media, Instagram, and Facebook. TheRomanShow.com is the website and the YouTube channel, All Roman 201, where you can check out all of our interviews that we've had uh, for the past few years. I don't even know how many interviews we have, but I think it's over 300 videos that we have there. So you can um, watch the interviews and chill during this time of quarantine. A special shout out to Fight back CBD during these times. Many of us are feeling a little anxious, not being able to um, go to the gym or go to movie theaters or anywhere to kind of distract our minds. But Fight back CBD is a great tool for you to help with this anxiety and also help you recover in your workouts. Head on over to fightbackcbd.com. That's fightbackcbd.com or follow them on Instagram at fightbackcbd. Also, during this time, this is a great opportunity for you males and women to use Manscaped and trim your lawn down below. You have a lot of time on your hands, guys. So head on over, grab yourself a Manscaped, use the promo code The Roman Show, and shave your lawn down in your genitalia area. Your lady or your man will thank you for it later. Visit manscaped.com and use the promo code The Roman Show. All right, let's kick into gear here and let's go ahead and speak a little, uh, a little bit of pro wrestling, shall we? Well, uh, it seems that another one is about to, to leave sometime soon, and that's a, a Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch recently has had an opportunity to show up on a program showing off her acting skills, Ballers, uh, which aired this week. And not only that, she came and stated in an interview that she praised The Rock and John Cena for tips on how to make it into movies in Hollywood. Becky Lynch also did receive a role in an upcoming Marvel movie. Now, we don't know exactly what it is or when it will be released, but 
The rumor mills are stating that she has received an opportunity to appear at an upcoming Marvel movie. Now, this is obviously uh, pretty quite cool for Becky Lynch. I don't think uh, we've had female wrestlers jump uh, from WWE or from pro wrestling for that matter into Hollywood uh, with a star power, say like The Rock or like or like John Cena. And I can see Becky Lynch doing that. You know that I, I wouldn't I wouldn't count Ronda Rousey. I know she she's been in Expendables and and other movies, but she has that mixed martial arts background. See, Becky Lynch is just strictly pro wrestling. But it'd be interesting to see her in Hollywood and making that that jump from being a pro wrestler, being the man in, in the wrestling world, and making her way into Hollywood again. I don't recall, and you can quote me if I'm wrong, but I don't recall a female wrestler making it big time in Hollywood. I'm sure they've made some appearances, but I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't re- can't recall them playing a major role in a Hollywood movie. So Becky Lynch might be the one. We've learned too that two individuals are injured. I'm speaking about Kevin Owens. He injured his ankle at the WrestleMania pay-per-view where he wrestled Seth Rollins. And Jimmy Uso is out too with a knee injury. Both these guys are, are pretty very common to be on WWE programming. But we're not going to see them anytime soon as they are taking care of business there with their injuries. And it seems that it could be more over a month, a month or two uh, for these guys to get some rehab there. So, well wishes to Kevin Owens and Jimmy Uso. Well, you know, so much going on right now in the world of pro wrestler. And and the talk is, you know, when are we going to get fans? And when are they going to come to the arena to give that that extra boost? Vince McMahon of the WWE stated that the reason why the numbers are low for the shows is not because of the lack of fans in the stands, but because of the talent. Now, I'm not too, I don't believe too much of that because um, you know, fa- fans really, they, they kind of help in a way. But if you're putting on good programming, I think it's going to pretty much back up for itself. So it's not the talent, Vince, in my opinion. I think it's the quality of the product that we're getting. It almost seems like it's half-assed. Let these guys wrestle. Let these guys tell some good good stories. And I don't care who you put in there. You could put Banana Joe in there. And I bet you, I put my bottom dollar, if he does a good good show and a, and a good storyline, people will show up and get ratings. You don't believe me? I mean, I, there's so many storylines that they did back in late 2000 or mid-2000s. And... and it was so good and their ratings were just off the hook. So I don't think too much of the more of the talent, but more of the writing of the programming. And if you agree, go ahead uh, and, and let me know. Maybe if you disagree, shoot me an email, info at the Romanshow.com. What is the reason? Why is the reason? Or what is the reason that the WWE is not getting the viewership as it once did, especially now during quarantine. It's the only thing on TV that is fresh other than the news, but 
as kind of, as far as sports is the only thing that's fresh that's giving you fresh content every single week that's three times a week if you count AEW, you know, it's four four shows a week that you get fresh content. Do you th- you disagree? You think that they they they're they're doing a, a good job as is? Do you think that the talent is to blame here for the low viewership, or do you think it's the writing, the reason being that the the numbers are down? You let me know. Info at theromanshow.com. Now we talk about the fans and when can we expect them? Well, one state, Missouri has said that this week the first phase of the show me strong recovery plan outlining how Missouri will gradually begin to reopen economic and social activity will come into play on uh, on May 4th, Monday. Now during phase 1 of the plan all businesses can be opened provided that the social distancing guidelines set forth in the new health order are followed. Specifically Missouri will allow rest of residents to attend events such as amusement parks and attractions, concerts, funerals, museums, school graduations, and weddings, as long as seating is spaced out accordingly uh, to social distancing requirements. So this is where uh, wrestling can come into play. Now, here's one thing. If, I, if I'm an indie promoter, do I really want to have an event where if I have, let's say, I could pack that place up to 50 to 100 people. Now I'm going to have to eliminate 50 seats to allow that six feet apart thing. I mean, I, 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 just, I just don't see how we're, we're, we're pushing. We're so anxious to get things. I understand we want to open up business. We want to get back to work. But I just don't see how we can proceed knowing that this virus is still out there and we don't have a vaccine. Many people think it's a joke. Many people think that, yeah, let's go out and Listen, the numbers are there, and, and I'm not I'm not trying to 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 be the the bear of bad news here. But the bottom line is, this thing is not going anywhere until we find a way to really eliminate it, or at least put it aside where the numbers are very low enough. But people going out because we're easing restrictions is really really playing with fire. And what's kind of happened is that if and when we do get there. We're going to go back to the same crap that we've been at for more than a month because people are so anxious to go out to the little parties or or their events that can wait. And in my opinion, it's better to suffer now than to suffer all over again if we could just get rid of it. Love to take your your opinion on there. Would you be one of the ones that would attend an event if the state eases restrictions? Would you proceed going to an indie event? Would you put yourself on the line? Remember, it's not just you, but you can carry this thing and 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 pass it to your your family members, your your elderly, anyone else. It's not just about you here. It's not being about an individualist. It's about potentially impacting someone else. I would love to get your opinion. Would you attend an indie event in the circumstances that we are in, info at the Roman show.com. And speaking of which, um, you know, concerts, concerts it's a, is another one. Concerts is another one where Missouri could allow uh, back to normal. 
Florida in the second phase, it's my understanding that fans could be allowed in the second phase. But again, practicing the six feet apart. See, I can see something like that, say like at Fort Sale, where you would have fans, but really what 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 purpose does it serve to have twenty people instead of no fans? I don't think it will make such a huge difference on TV. And in fact, I think it'd be, it'd be a joke. Look, AEW has done it, but they've done it in a funny way where you have actual performers there on the sidelines and they're playing with and So they're a part of the whole event. So I think it's funny, but not... Can you just imagine some random people there just screaming and yelling and you'll be able to, to, to hear what they're going to shout? Just saying. Just saying, guys. And I know we all want to get back. We all know... We want to get back to normal, but it's going to be time. We have to be patient. Hey, I'd like to invite you guys to watch uh, Metallica's uh, new version of Blacken. It's an acoustic version. You can find it on, uh, on their YouTube channel. Really cool stuff if you're a big Metallica fan. So head on over and check that out. All right, so Alan Angels, he debuted for AEW. And he took on Kenny Omega, Lance Archer, formerly Lance Hoyt. And he tells us, how this all came about and his plans for the future. Alan Angels, a very uh, young talent, ready to take on the world on The Roman Show, up next. Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. And just like last week, we have Lee Johnson here on the program. We're going to have another young stud coming on uh, on The Roman Show to talk about his experience uh, with AEW. This is an opportunity, of course, as you know, we're living through this pandemic. But it's also an opportunity for young guys and girls to shine during this moment as they are getting an opportunity to do so. Like this young gentleman who joins us right now, Alan Angels who took on Lance Archer at the recent AEW show. And uh, some of those clips are available right now as we speak on YouTube, or you can check the romanshow.com to check out the, the video itself. But, Alan, thanks so much for joining us, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. And, and just to plug it away here, you can follow Alan on social media, on Twitter, at Alan underscore Angels underscore. Now, Alan, congrats on your debut there. You went up a really tough opponent, Lance Archer, who's this mammoth of a guy. Uh, so yeah. that, I'm sure you won't forget that debut. But uh, first and foremost, how are you doing with this quarantine? How are you hanging in there? Oh, uh, dude, I'm hanging in there. Uh, you know, obviously it's a horrible thing that's happening, but you know, this opportunity did come out of it. So you know, I'm grateful for that. As far as like <laughs> being stuck at home, you know, it sucks. I'm a pretty active guy. I mean, I I do everything every day. Like I'm I'm always driving all over the place. So. You know, being stuck in my home all the time is kind of a, you know, it's kind of a downer. But I'm getting through it. And in and, and regards to the how, how are you staying busy as far as physically? Are you exercising? Uh, uh, any special training that you're doing just to keep your body in motion until we get back uh, in action here and, and wrestle and perform? Yeah, well, I, uh, I'm, you know, fortunately I have like dumbbells down in my basement, so I've been a. Uh, been working out with the dumbbells and stuff it's kind of you know limited there's only so much you can do with just dumbbells but uh 
I think I'm going to get like a uh, one of the little pull bars that you know you put in your door, mm-hmm. uh, like the door frame. Use that for pull ups. I might get one of those soon. Um, and then I've been I've been going to the park. Uh, I before the, all this happened, I didn't run very much, but uh, uh, you know I used to when I was uh, younger. I was on cross country, but uh, I haven't really done much running since then. But I started it back up, so that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, just trying to get out and do a little bit more outside than I normally would. So it's definitely building up your, your cardio there. It's a good opportunity to do so. Now, yeah, for sure. with with the wrestling, of course, this is, a, this is a negative in a way in the fact that you can't, especially as a young guy like yourself, you're trying to get that repetition inside the ring, whether it be training at the facility or training at, a, mm-hmm. at a, an indie show on the weekend or whatnot. But yeah. it, what are some of the positives uh, when it comes to being stuck at home and not performing constantly? I mean, I, I look at that as that this is a way to to heal up on any bumps and bruises I may have. Anything else that you you think that you've looked into that's helping you out? Yeah, man. Well, you know, of course it's it's a it's a way to uh, like heal physically. Like you know, I've hurt knee, hurt shoulder, hurt you know elbow and stuff like that. So I'm definitely getting a lot of time to to heal up and really get better. But also mentally, man. Like I, it's almost like a reset. You know what I'm saying? I uh, I. Uh, you know, you can rethink some of the things that you want to do in the ring, some of the things that you want to do character-wise and stuff like that. And so when you come back, you know, you're 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 so much better character-wise and just like so many different things that you can that you can change up about yourself. Uh, you know, I always said like sometimes I'm I'm like, man, I wish I could just take some time off just to, you know, rethink what I want to do as a as a performer. And, you know, cuz it's kind of hard to just like switch it up randomly, especially if you're doing like weekly shows and you don't really have time to really really digest what you what you do as a performer sometimes and like think about what you want to change and how you want to do something different uh but this this time off is really helping me out like that and uh you know that too like i just uh you know every week every week being on the road that that that's stressful like that is so stressful just driving hundreds of miles every weekend you know stuff like that so you know not doing that is you know i miss it of course but not doing it is super helpful now your debut of course uh came during these times take me back into how it all started uh, how did they advise you and your reaction did you tell any of, uh, of your, your your friends or or any other performers that you work alongside with take us back to that moment yeah man well you know, I train at the Nightmare Factory, which is in uh, Norcross, Georgia, right. and uh, it's the head trainer there is QT Marshall, who you know is part of AEW. So um, a lot of his students are uh, you know getting a lot of eyes on them and stuff like that. Uh, you know, we're definitely not handed any opportunity, but um, you're definitely getting some eyes. And if they, if they feel like you're ready, if they feel like you can handle some TV time, you know, they'll they'll help you out a little bit. Um, I didn't really tell many people, you know, you try to keep that on the down low um, because, you know, unless they announce it beforehand, I don't think they really want, um, you know, anything about the show being leaked or anything like that. But, um, you know, I was definitely excited and uh, it's definitely something that like when you're told that you're going to be on like national TV and a million people are going to watch you uh, in the ring, it's something that you really just want to you just want to scream into the world, but you can't, and it's super exciting. But uh, you know, and just like I just go back to eight years old and watching TV and just thinking, like, man, like 
I could really be doing this one day, and it would be the coolest thing in the world if I could do this one day. But, you know, I got to live that dream, but, you know, you got to remember it's just the beginning of the road, you know? And did you find out from the beginning, from the get-go, that you were taking a Lance Archer, or was it kind of like, hey, come to the tapings, and we'll let you know who you're going to take on? So, um, that was kind of thrown on me last minute. Um, they, uh, they had me do some other stuff, too, which I knew about, but, uh, but um, you know, the Lance Archer thing was just thrown on me last minute. They were literally like... I, I was already in my gear and then I got changed out of my gear and they pulled me aside they said get back in your gear and do this and I was like okay so you know I went up to Lance and I asked him like you know what do you want to do and he said we'll just we'll figure it out and you know it was super last minute and of course Lance Archer is a guy who's had so much experience overseas in New Japan Pro Wrestling he's been with the WWE at one point with the developmental uh, so this is a guy obviously that you can learn a lot from but um, tell, tell me about uh, uh, wrestling this guy. This guy's a big, tall, huge guy. Obviously, the whole point of this match was what they call a, a squash match, right? Just to put him over. But um, it, it, the guy made it look super physical. How'd you come out of that match afterwards? Well, I feel great, you know. He's, he's, a, he's a good worker, man. He's super safe. You know, nothing, nothing was too bad in there. He's a huge guy, you know, right. so he's pretty intimidating. But, uh, you know, it, I mean, it's just, it just comes with it being a small guy in a big man's world you know uh i'm only five eight so like matching up against a guy that's whatever like six 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 or whatever however tall he is you know uh i can't imagine how marco stunt felt the week before you know <laughs> right no i i fear you on that marco stunt is a whole lot shorter than a five eight i'll tell you that much but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, looking back that some of the great stuff that you got out of this is that on social media chris jericho tony khan gave you props uh, now we yeah. saw that on social media, but did anything happen backstage in the locker room? Did you hear from from a Chris Jericho, from a Cody Rhodes, any of these guys or girls that have been in the game for some time and gave you any tips? And and what did they share with you? Well, uh, you know, um, one thing that really stuck in my mind was after the match, Cody. Uh, you know, he, he hollered at me. He said, uh, "You know, uh, good job, really rising to the occasion on that." And you know, he just gave me some tips and pointers and. You know, little things, but uh, you know, just getting props from Cody was was one of the real big highlights. And then, of course, Jericho shouted me out, out on Twitter, even though he got my name wrong on commentary <laughs> uh, multiple times. But uh, you know, that was that was super dope. Uh, just you know, Cody and Jericho, guys like that. You know, like I've watched those guys since I was a kid, yeah. and you know, just being in the, on the same show as them is one thing. But then them, you know, giving you those praises, those props after the matches super cool too now you've had your experience here with WWN Live of course we know how much of an important promotion they are we've seen some of these guys and girls that have wrestled for this company end up making their way into NXT and, and WWE and also you've competed for ROH but how different was it competing for, for AW aside from being a national TV but ROH Ring of Honor is a very respected promotion that have also has created some amazing talent and, and, and even has shared some of their talent overseas. But how different was this whole experience with working with those other promotions? You know, I, I love AEW. Uh, I've done a few shows with them uh, besides this one before, like mm -hmm. just as like little extra roles and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, their locker room is super friendly. Everybody there is super nice. You know, nobody, 
nobody treats you like like a lesser you know what i'm saying uh just because you're there to do a job or whatever uh you know everybody in there is super positive you know i've i do a few of the guys back there um from you know before they were signed with AEW, like marco and stuff like that um so everybody there is super friendly it's, it's just a it's a good experience all around i would say and yeah. nothing against uh, all the other promotions like WWN or or Ring of Honor or anything like that, but AEW just has this like this feel to it where you know something big is really happening here, you know. And now that we're getting to to, to know you a little more here, how did your whole wrestling experience start? What was the motivation behind it? You did mention that you were active in cross country, and I would presume in high school. Uh, but but yeah, let yeah. us know a little history about that, and were you involved in, in any other sports and? When did it, did it all turn out to you to say, hey, you know, I'm going to be a full-time wrestler here for, for a career? That, of course, not many of us or many of the people involved in this sport make it, but uh, you chose this path, and so far it's looking good for you. Yeah, man, I'd say I'm off to a good start. about three and a half years in, and, you know, I've done all this stuff, and I'm super grateful for it. Um, Sorry, one second. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, yeah, man, uh, like I said, I'm just super grateful. I, uh, you know, I haven't done too much um, sports-wise beforehand. I, uh, you know, I did a bunch of stuff when I was a kid, like before high school. I, you know, I played all kinds of sports. I played football, baseball, basketball, lacrosse, all that good stuff. But um, so I've always been pretty athletic. But once I got to high school, I was just kind of doing cross-country. But, you know, to me, none of that really mattered because I always knew that I was going to be a wrestler. I was like, as soon as I'm done with high school, going to wrestling and uh that's what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna do whatever i can to be successful at it um and i've seen guys like skyrocket straight to the top like austin theory i started training with austin theory and now he's on raw i just wrestled on wrestlemania like literally one of the coolest things i've seen um some guys it's not the same but i i do know that i'm gonna be successful in this one day you know like that's pretty much what i consider like my destiny because i've just known since i was like eight years old that this is what I was going to do. So I never really had anything else in mind, you know. Uh, I started training right after high school. I got out of high school and went straight to the WWA 4 in Atlanta and trained there for a while and I went to the Power Factory and the rest is history, you know. Yeah, and of course you've had some good training there with AR Fox and QT Marshall. Yeah. Now, of course, being a pro wrestling could be very, very challenging economically, uh, but do you also work aside from just being a pro wrestler as well? Are you- to, to, to keep yourself afloat as far as financially? Yeah, I do. Uh, I uh, I work with dogs. I work at uh-huh. a doggy daycare. Okay. Um, you know, I, I love dogs. It's even in, like, my Twitter bio and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to, like, even one day, like, hopefully start up, like, some sort of doggy daycare, maybe an animal shelter or something like that. That's, that's kind of like a little side dream I have that I would like to do with uh, wrestling money or something like that, you know. Um, but I try wrestling is my main goal. I think with the whole wrestling thing is make a living, make a good living off of a uh, off of wrestling. You know that's that's a big goal of mine. If I can make a good living off of wrestling, I'd be happy. You know. Well, I think maybe you should share that to, to Cody Rhodes. I know he's big into dogs. He always brings his brought some dogs. His dog actually oh, yeah. uh, to, to to the to the ring. So maybe that's something that you Farrell, can bring up Farrell to Farrell was there at the AEW taping, and I, you know, I was with him the whole time. <laughs> there you go. Um, but but so what's next for you here? Uh, do we know? I know that AEW has filmed a couple of shows already to, to kind of kept it there 
because of the circumstances that we are in. But what's next for you? Do do you do we see you coming back again sometime in the near future on uh, AEW television, uh, or will be will we be seeing you at a next indie show? And have any indie promoters reached out to you and say, "Hey, when we're, when we're back in business, I want you on my card." Yeah, well, it, I don't know what's next, man. It's so hard to tell with this whole quarantine thing happening. Like, nobody's really like promoting shows that are coming up because they don't know, you know. I think right now the date is April 30th. It, you know, you never know if they're going to move it back or whatever. So, uh, you know, nobody's nobody's really plan- as far as indie shows, nobody's really planning on uh, on doing anything right now. Uh, hopefully, that's that's kind of the plan. I gained a good amount of followers, uh, you know, just from being on AEW and of course the Jericho tweet and stuff like that. So, hopefully, some uh, some some big indies will hit me up. That's that's the goal. I have a few um, that I'm a regular at already that are you know. Uh, pretty significant on the indie scene uh at, at least i like to think so on iwtv and stuff like that um so i have a few of those shows lined up uh black label pro um is a show i would love to be on uh action wrestling i'm a regular at sup and uh nashville i'm a regular at so stuff like that and uh as far as AEW goes man uh you know i don't know you might just see me pop up there uh every once in a while you never know I don't know. I'd, I'd love to. That's that's the goal, to be a regular on there, of course. Well, I'm sure that you've left a, a good image there for the guys. Uh, heck, the boss wrote back to you, right? Tony Khan, that's a big deal. So I'm sure yeah, that uh, we will probably more than likely be seeing you on uh, an AEW. I want to thank you so much, Alan. Uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, not really. Just follow me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Alan underscore Angels on Instagram. I said earlier, Alan underscore Angels underscore on Twitter. And, uh, you know, check me out. Give me some likes and follows. There you go. That's, again, uh, follow him on social media. And we hope to see Alan once again in AEW. You never know. You know, I still haven't heard or seen any cruiserweight titles for AEW. And, and there's there's a lot of guys out there that could be part of this. So maybe that's something AEW will look into the future. And you could be part of that pool. That'd be dope, man. I'd love that. There we go. All right, Alan. Well, thanks so very much for your time, man. And we look forward to seeing you inside the ring once again very, very soon. <laughs> Thanks again, uh, Alan, there for that opportunity and speaking to us. And make sure you keep an eye because you never know. You might see him again on AEW. Bob Warham, a very famous promoter for boxing, has stated that he wants his pay-per-views to be 40 bucks instead of the $80. And, and I'm, I'm hoping that he sticks to his words, especially now during this pandemic. We've, we've, you know, many people out here have lost their jobs. And to pay $80 for a fight is kind of ridiculous. And let's face it, The Zone, which airs Canelo, Canelo's fights, Canelo Alvarez's fight, you pay 10 bucks and you get his fight. I don't think there's a necessity here to pay the ridiculous amount of money of $80 or $90 to get a fight. WWE, WWE has done a great thing by putting all their pay-per-views on the network and all you do is pay 10 bucks a month. But you have that consistency of people purchasing your channel. I don't understand why the UFC has not gotten to that level. 
Now they depend on ESPN. That's great. That's cool. That's that's cute. But with all due respect, why is UFC 249, right? If you want to give back to the country, you want to give back to the people, you have that relationship with ESPN. You already air on ESPN+. Plus. We already pay a fee for ESPN+. Plus. Why not just for the sake of, of the circumstances that we are in, why not give us the pay-per-view instead of us putting in $60, $80 that we might not have anymore? Because you have to spend it on your child. You have to spend it on food, whatever your rent, whatever. It'd be interesting to find out the numbers of these pay-per-view. It is a great pay-per-view, and I advise if you have the money, buy it. But let's face it. Not many of us have 80 bucks to pull out from your pockets and pay for a fight. And we're fans. But that's just the bottom line. There's over a million people who are unemployed right now. And they don't have no $80. Do you think they honestly have $80 to watch a freaking fight? And they might be the biggest fans, but they just can't afford it. So to me, in my opinion, if you already have the ESPN+, Plus. Just for for until now, until we, we get rid of those, those circumstances, give us the entertainment. We're going to keep supporting you. But I think just to cut, cut us some slack and don't charge us $80. And you're also doing something good because you're keeping us at home because we don't have to go to a bar. We don't have to go to a restaurant and watch the fight. We're just stuck at home. And... ESPN could be happy because you're getting all that viewership on your ESPN Plus. Plus, you're going to get more people buying ESPN Plus because they want to see the pay-per-view. I'm just saying, it'd be nice out of courtesy you give us UFC 249 on the house. And it's really not on the house because we're paying for your ESPN Plus. So Bob Arum uh, also called out Dana White and UFC saying that they've, they've played like this macho, this cowboy, um, and saying that if it seems like it's going to go through right this weekend, we're going to have that fight, which is great. It's awesome. I'm all for it. But if someone on that fight card is sick, it can ruin it for everyone else, whether it be NFL, NBA, boxing, whatever. So Bob Arum has said that he... It's it's not right the way that Dana White is acting, pushing forward to have to be the first one to have live sports because it could bite everyone in the ass. And he says that he follows the rules of those in the NFL and NBA, the major, bigger sports, instead of just doing whatever the hell they want. But now one guy who praises Dana White is Oscar De La Hoya. Remember, these two were battling it out when De La Hoya decided to get his hands into mixed martial arts, putting Chuck Liddell versus Tito Ortiz, and we all know how that fight ended up. But either way, De La Hoya has praised Dana White, saying that he is definitely supporting Mr. White on him supporting and pushing mixed martial arts during these times. And despite the, the lack of venues and areas where you can compete, he definitely praises the UFC president. And speaking of this upcoming fight card, what a fight card. I, again, I just wish that he'd give, give back something to everyone else, and that's um, at least a free fight. But Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje, 
Of course, not the fight that we wanted to see. We wanted to see Habib versus Tony Ferguson for the lightweight championship. Instead, we're getting an interim lightweight championship. It's not Habib's fault. He can't get out of his home country because of this whole coronavirus thing. So the second best thing is Ferguson versus Gaethje. And oh boy, oh boy, are, do you know how much this is going to deliver? This fight is good. I don't see this fight going two, three months, two, three rounds, I'm telling you. This is going to be an exciting fight. I have the edge for Tony Ferguson. But hey, never say never. Justin Gaethje, definitely a highlight. Every fight this guy gets into is definitely one that belongs into the top 10 of ESPN. Henry Cejudo puts up his title, the Bantamweight Championship against Dominic Cruz. If you remember, he's a former champ. And let's see what shape he's in. Let's see how he competes against Cejudo, an Olympic uh, champion or gold medalist, taking on Dominic Cruz, a former champion. And then you have Francis Ngano versus Jarzinko Rosenstruck. Two heavyweight guys going at it. France, Francis Ngano, you know, a beast. Except for that one fight he had that was boring. But we know that this guy's going to bring it. Calvin Catter versus Jeremy Stevens. And Jorgen De Castro versus Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy, if you know, he has that controversial background. But definitely could be a strong player in the heavyweight division. Donald Cerrone versus Anthony Pettis. On the... Alexei uh, Olinik versus Fabricio Verdum. Carlos Parza versus Michelle Watterson. Uriah Hall versus Jacare Sosa. Those five cards in itself could either, could really headline any ESPN plus fight card. I'm telling you, this is a sick fight. And then in the prelims, which is on uh, ESPN plus and UFC Fight Pass, you got Vicente Luque versus Nico Price. Bryce Mitchell and Charles Rosa and Sam Alvey versus Ryan Spann. All these guys, amazing fight. Uh, the, the women and the guys. Again, I just wish that they would at least be a little courteous and give something to the MMA fan. And that's this pay-per-view. But hey, we'll see what ends up turning out to be. But I can tell you that finally we're going to have some live freaking sports. And it starts with Dana White. Can't wait for it. Enjoy yourselves and enjoy your Mother's Day as well, guys. As you know, Sunday is Mother's Day. So listen, with that said, we want to thank you very much for tuning into the program. We'll catch you right here on the show next week. If you haven't been on, you haven't been heard, thanks for tuning into The Roman Show. Make sure you hit that follow on Spotify and iTunes. Leave your comment. We'd love to read your review right here on the program next week. Thanks again, everyone.